Welcome to Evan Makovsky's podcast. I am yours truly, Evan Makovsky, and it's my pleasure to be joined by the Chief Marketing Officer for Airshare, which is a private aviation company that caters to the business and leisure traveler, and that is Andy Tridiak. Andy, how are you today? It's a pleasure to have you on the podcast. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Well, Andy, why don't you tell everybody what Airshare does? Sure. So Airshare is a private aviation company. We have a full service uh, offering across the board in terms of different solutions that meet the needs of customers in various ways. So uh, the core of what we do is we sell fractional shares of airplanes. So uh, that can be in the form of a share that you purchase in an actual tail or uh, by buying a jet card. So we have what we call our Embark jet card that entitles you to what we have, we would say is 10 days. Um, and a fractional share is typically sold in, in 16th shares, which entitles you to 20 days. So the uniqueness of our model versus the competition that you would see in our space is that we sell flight time in increments of days versus hours, which when you fly the right way, really gives you the opportunity to fly a lot more. Um, in addition to that, we offer whole aircraft ownership, which means you own your own plane, you need someone to maintain it for you, hangar it, crew it, do all the maintenance work and insurance and those type of things. And then we offer charter services for those that need private lift for a handful of instances a year. So you joined Andy Airshare in 2018 as chief marketing officer how did the opportunity come about and what appealed to you about going to work for airshare well i it was actually uh, i had left the company that i had been working for before which was actually two companies so i was working for sporting kansas city and major league soccer and a spinoff that we called fan 360 that was focused on kind of the tech side of collecting fan data and put it into action in the sports world and so those two were were somewhat tied together and i was serving as a cmo for both um had left sporting kansas city and then focused full-time on fan 360 for a time because it became too big of a job to do for one person so i then decided to leave and start my own agency and really the the focus of the agency was to provide outsourced cmo services kind of on a fractional basis, like I talked about for Airshare, but more in on the marketing side. And I had built a relationship with one of our owners at, at Sporting who had invested in this company called Executive Airshare. And so I started working with them, frankly, as a client, or they were a client of, of mine, I should say, um, in providing outsourced CMO capabilities. Well, then they made a change at CEO, the CFO at, at Executive Airshare, uh, was was promoted to CEO. He and I had had a great relationship, shared a very common vision. I was very interested in what Airshare could be and the potential around it and thought the changes that they were making were, were really positive. But on the marketing side, they needed to do more and there was a bigger opportunity there. And it sounds cliche, but one thing led to another and they made an appeal to me to come full-time over to Airshare and the rest is history, so to speak. I felt like Private aviation was an extremely interesting industry to be in, uh, and there was a huge amount of potential for for what was then Executive Airshare, which I helped to, to rebrand to Airshare. But I really felt like it was 
the best kept secret in private aviation and felt like it was a great challenge and huge potential. And I really wanted to be a part of it. So Andy, what are your day-to-day duties at Airshare? Is there a typical day or is every day kind of different? Every day, I mean, there are some consistencies, you know, in terms of day-to-day just, in, you know, around the responsibilities that I have, but every day is kind of different. And that's why, what I love about it. You know, we're in heavy growth mode. We're a, we're a company that really has entered into that next stage of growth. And there's so much that goes on every day that we're, we're trying to accomplish. And, and I'm heavily involved in a lot of those different things at the executive level in terms of being one of the people that helps run the company day to day. But then on the marketing and branding and advertising side, in terms of supporting all those business units I mentioned before, in addition to helping our HR team uh, recruit and acquire the best talent that we can get in the industry. And then I'm heavily involved in the tech side too. So we're undergoing a pretty significant digital transformation that involves the aggregation and collection. And then most importantly, the actionable insights that we develop around data. And so that's a huge opportunity for us. And one that's been somewhat untapped before the last few years, before we had a change across the board on the executive team. And so that's a big part of what I'm doing now too, is analyzing all the different systems that we have across the organization and how they can all interact together in order for us to collect more data, which in the end allows us to to create an even better experience for our customers. You just hit on some of the marketing challenges (laughs) that you're working on right now. So if you were to convert that how does that those tasks that you're currently tackling translate into more leisure clients for airshare and more business clients for airshare yeah that's a good question you know and and it's a little bit complicated i will tell you that the heart of of our model has always been to attract the business customer you know i mentioned that we sell in increments of days well the the benefit to that is when you have a day, the plane is yours. So it really caters to a business customer to where they can take that plane for a day. They can go to multiple locations in one day and still be back home for dinner. And they're only have used up one day. Whereas a competitor of ours, who may sell in increments of hours. If that flight time represents eight hours, now they have 42 hours left. So we have customers on the business side who fly upwards of 100 hours or more on the same share that they would be limited to 50 hours with a competitor. So that's typically who we've sold to in the past. Now, we've recently, over the last few years, focused on trying to attract the leisure customer. And without jumping ahead, I will tell you what we've recently gone through over the last year with the pandemic has led to a very significant increase in leisure customers that have come on board to our program because of hesitancy around flying commercial. Obviously, during the pandemic at its height, there were a lot of concerns about flying on a commercial plane, but I think there's been a lasting effect now around that as well. So we've seen the most growth over the last year on the leisure side and business travel is starting to pick up. And so the convergence of those two aspects now have led to pretty significant growth for the company that, while you hate to say we benefited from the pandemic because I I wouldn't go that far, but I think a byproduct of the shift in the mentality of the traveler, both in the business and leisure side has benefited us. And 
those that were maybe on the fence before about flying private now have gone the other way to where they really feel like this is the best option for them for a variety of reasons. And we've benefited from that. Well, certainly I can understand that. And I think everybody would with the pandemic and the move to wanting to fly private versus on commercial airlines. But there's also financial differences, I assume, in expenses for doing that. So I guess I would ask in kind of following up on your answer right there, like you said, you didn't you don't want to say you benefited from the pandemic and and tie this into your marketing. I guess how did the, the the company shift? And a lot of people though just stopped flying, period. Right. Yeah. So I think that you know there's a couple things. One, we did pivot a little bit in terms of how we promoted private aviation associated with what we do. Um, so we introduced this idea of the safe and simple way to fly private. And the reason that we did that is uh, let's, let's start with simple. Uh, I think a, a big barrier that customers have had in the past was the, the perception that private aviation was very complicated. The programs were, were very intricate. There was a complexity to all the different variables associated with the acquisition cost, with what you pay on a monthly pace, basis, what the hourly rates are based on where you go, all these different aspects, the type of aircraft that, you're, that you choose to buy into. Um, we have made our program very simple because we knew there were a lot of new businesses and leisure customers that were looking at the space and we didn't want them to feel intimidated. We wanted them to feel the opposite. This is a very easy program to get into and a very simple way for you to determine what the best way for you to enter the program and utilize it is, and we can help guide you do that. So we can help customize the program for you in a way that's going to most benefit you and your or your business. The safety part of it in the past, frankly, has always been about taking off and landing, just like any other airline or any other private aviation company. The term safety has changed a little bit over the last year. And one of the pieces of research that we use one of the anecdotes is that there's been a study that's done that's shown that the average person who flies commercially is exposed to over 700 touch points. When you fly private, it's 20 or less. So what we mean by that is, especially thinking about what we've gone through over the last year, when you're flying commercial and you're renting a car, you're going to the ticket counter, you're going through security, you're waiting at the gate, all those different touch points lead to more interactions with other individuals. Whereas when you fly private, you get in your car, you pull up to the ramp, you get out of your car, you get on your plane and you go. And that has a value to, to people because there is a hesitancy to be around so many people that they don't know or being in a crowded airport. And that is certainly started, I think, to accelerate with you know concerns around COVID, but now Beyond that, I think people have opened their eyes to not only the convenience, but like I said, the safety of not having to be around as many different individuals. You've certainly seen in the news issues around unruly behavior on airplanes because of the mask mandates, wherever, you know, what side you fall on that. I'll tell you another one that has been very appealing for for uh, families, especially, has been the, the limit on what emotional support animals can be taken with you on a commercial plane. And a lot of people want to travel with their pets. They don't want to have to leave their pets when they go on vacation or to their vacation homes for, for weeks on end. 
And the commercial airlines have restricted that. So we get a lot of calls from potential customers who ask about being able to take their animals. So probably even more so than concerns about COVID or, you know, the number of people they interact with. So we provide that freedom and convenience and that that has changed, uh, I think, the perception of some that maybe didn't look at private aviation as seriously as they do now. We've spoke earlier and you just hit on a lot of the benefits of uh, flying private, especially with COVID. You hit on the fact that the daily model versus the hourly model. And I know you guys are based out of Kansas City and we talked, you have a large Midwest footprint and that's that's expanding now. And I guess, why would businesses now want to contract with Airshare outside of the COVID type reasons, you know, what is the initiative here marketing going forward as the company is expanding? It means something different to each individual customer. So we, we develop different personas of customer types that we appeal to for different reasons. Um, so some on a, from a business standpoint, there's a perception that business travel is never going to come back. We don't believe that at all. We feel like in the end, people are going to tire of Zoom calls and not having that face-to-face -face interaction. So we continuously will still market towards the business customer as the most efficient way to do business. Meaning if you're a CEO or an owner of a company, a high-ranking executive, you're responsible for interacting with various customers throughout the country but family time is important to you. We provide the ability for you to do more while you fly private, while still getting you home to what matters most, meaning that I can leave Kansas City, go do a meeting in Dallas, go fly to a meeting in Denver, even do a meeting in Chicago, and then come back home and be in, back in Kansas City by you know six or seven o'clock and get home in time for dinner. And that means the most you know, to the people that travel, you know, more than anything else. You know, you have those aspects, then you have the leisure traveler who, you know, wants to feel comfortable taking their family on vacation. They don't want to waste time sitting in airports, renting cars, um, waiting out delays, while also having the luxury of being able to fly on their own and flying with people they know. So it kind of means something different to, to each different segment of customer. But in the end, what it comes down to the, you know, having the really the kind of the underlying connection among all the travelers is the value of your time. If you think about how much time you spend, whether you're traveling for business or leisure, sitting in terminals or going through security lines or all those different things, parking your car, when you're busy and you wanna maximize the amount of time either in, a, in the, your, your day of business or when you're on vacation, when you don't have as many opportunities to go take your family on vacation, you don't want to waste time sitting in airports and doing all those things. You want to be out doing what you want. And that's a, that's a huge benefit of flying private. And, and for us, you know, we, we've pride ourselves on customer service and our ability to deliver those magic moments, so to speak, for both the business and leisure travelers. And, and, and that's why there's been such an interest. So uh, on that answer right there, just for yeah. kind of clarity with the understanding that every engagement has its own set of circumstances but just generally if i want to go on vacation with my family for 14 days and hire airshare but the only time i'm going to use airshare is to fly to where i'm going and go back 
Do I have to hire Airshare for 14 days or is it two days where they fly me there and then they come get me? How does that work? Yeah, no, that's a good question. So the quick answer is no, you're not paying for 14 days. But the, where it gets to be um, a little more detailed is depending on where you fly and where our bases are, there may be lo- relocation associated with that. But at the most, you would use four days. So you would use a day to get you there, a day to reposition that plane back to where it needs to go. And then the same thing when you get picked up. But I will tell you, if you fly over two and a half hours with us at any point in time, we're going to be very difficult to beat competitively. And then you've got the whole aspect of, of time that you're saving as well. So for, you know, for a trip like that, we're a very economical and you know, beneficial uh, method of travel, you know, especially when you're trying to get to some place that's more remote. So like great example would be if you want to go skiing and you're going to go ski in Vail, well, if you're either going to drive there, you're spending an inordinate amount of time in the car, or if you want to fly commercial, you're flying to Denver and then you're driving to Vail. Or you could well, fly, you could fly to Eagle, which is about 30 minutes from Vail. Um, right. With us, you fly directly into Eagle and then you're there, you know, you're on the slopes within an hour. So that's the benefit. And that also benefits business customers too. You know, we have a lot of customers who have multi-unit locations in remote areas where they wouldn't be able to do as much as they wanted to do in a day because they can't fly directly into those, those airstrips. You know, I'll give you another great example. Um, you probably have seen that uh, we're a partner with Patrick Mahomes. So one of the benefits to Patrick is we fly his family to every home game. And we fly directly into Tyler, Texas, where his family lives. We pick them up. We bring them into Kansas City, and they land at the downtown airport, which is about 15 minutes from Arrowhead. And they're at every home game in a very short period of time. Otherwise, they most likely are flying in the night before. They're driving from from Tyler to Dallas to fly out. They're staying the night. And then they're going to the game in Kansas City and most likely having to stay in the night again to fly out the next morning because of the, the limited number of commercial flights available. So there's a whole myriad of, of examples that I could provide to you that, but that is a huge benefit. And you know, I think I believe the number is there's about 500 commercial airports that you can fly into in the country, whereas there are over 5,000 corporate airstrips that you can fly into um, with private airplanes. So that gives you a lot of, of freedom and and, you know, in terms of where you're going and the time that you're saving. Moving a little bit to you and your career, you have a deep sure. marketing background. You've worked for a fair amount of different companies as chief marketing officer in different verticals, some in the sports industry, some in the UX, UI tech space. Would you categorize your playbook and skill set as transferable? You just educate yourself and get up to speed on the industry. Take us inside how you've basically moved and done the same function in different verticals. Yeah, so I think the thing that helped me the most, and I preach this all the time, you know, especially when we're looking for talent, is you know my background is in working in advertising at an agency. And when you're in an agency, you have to be a quick learner because you work on different accounts. Accounts change from agency to agency. Um, you get moved, you know, depending on your skill set or you know, what comes in the door and that you have to accelerate your learning curve on the subject matter. At the core are your marketing principles, your 
your ability to execute or to develop and execute effective marketing strategy. In my case now, it, what I've learned and what I've expanded upon is, you know, marketing chops, but also the understanding of the customer experience and combined with the strategic insights that you can develop and, and then execute. So those really apply to any type of subject matter. So when I left what was a Barclay, uh, an advertising agency to go work for Sporting Kansas City, I, while well, I was a big sports fan, I knew really nothing about soccer, but I applied the principles of marketing towards a soccer organization and helped not only rebrand the organization, but build a marketing department and, and establish brand positioning that would help us create a unique presence in the market and a very competitive market in Kansas City when it comes to professional sports. That transferred then to Fan360, as you mentioned, the UX UI space because it's all about the customer experience. I learned the importance of the customer experience and how that can make an impact in sports. And that translated into what we can do on the tech side, because while in the sports environment, the experience is around going to the stadium and interacting with other fans and, and enjoying the game, well, in the UX UI space and at, at Fan360, it was about interacting with the mobile app and that, that whole environment. And so those things all translate and now have led me to, you know, what I'm doing now and have all translated because, you know, one of the biggest challenges we had with Airshare is when I came here, there were two separate entities, one that was focused on the fractional space, one that was focused on whole aircraft management. They operated as two different companies. And so the first things I did was rebranded the company to Airshare and we brought those two companies under one umbrella and position ourselves as more of a full service offering in private aviation. At the same time, we wanted to continue to enhance and promote the experience of flying private. You know, what we would determine, we believe is the best in class experience within private aviation. How do we highlight and promote that and leverage the feedback that we get from customers to attract other customers and to bring more people into the program. And, and strategically, that's all part of what we do. So those principles, that foundation of the things that I've learned all the way from the very beginning in advertising to now has grown, but in the end, it really, the subject matter shouldn't, shouldn't be dependent on how you approach it. That is more about how you potentially put things into action or you're developing your plan and executing it. But the principle should always be in place. You're always trying to develop a strong marketing strategy that leads into a brand position that is going to make you successful in the market. And then at the same time, once you get those people in the door, whether they're you know in an aviation program or buying a ticket or whatever it may be, you want to make sure that experience is strong and you're learning from it so that you retain those customers and it helps you to create models of those customers that empower you and provide that substance that you need, that those insights that you need to go to attract customers just like them so that you grow. Before I let you go, why don't you tell everybody whether they are a prospective business customer for Airshare or a personal customer, or as you say, leisure, where they can find more information about Airshare. You've certainly outlined all the benefits during our chat here. So what are some uh, resources to learn more here? Yes, thank you. The, the best uh, resource that I could suggest is flyairshare.com, our website. It's a very comprehensive resource to not only learn about the different programs that we offer, 
but it also guides you in terms of what what is the best solution for you based on your needs. You know, there you, we, we, you see a lot of competitors that try to sell you just fractional ownership or just whole aircraft management or charter or whatever. But what we try to do is position AirShare as we're, we're a great solution for you regardless of what your needs are, but let us help you determine truly what you need. So you don't buy more than you need, but also you don't necessarily go down a path that may not be the best solution for you. In addition, you know, we talk about the different fleet types that we offer. We just entered the super mid space, which means now we're, we have a plane that can go coast to coast. It's a larger cabin. It's a Challenger 350. It's a new partnership with Bombardier that represents a huge milestone for our company. So you can learn more about um, that addition to our fleet and, you know, the different experiences, you know, associated with flying with us and, and learn about the pilots, which is a huge aspect of the experience in our operations. You know, our pilots are are second to none, and you know, not only in their ability to to fly the plane safely and effectively and and on time, but you know, for them to be able to uh, really build relationships with our customers to where our customers get to know them on a first name basis and really get that comfort level built up, and also learning about our owner services team who really are an extension of, of a lot of the owner's families because they're getting calls, you know, in the middle of the night, Hey, I need, I need to, to book a flight tomorrow because I've got an emergency or, you know, I've got an opening in my schedule. I want to go take my family on a surprise vacation. They're the conduit to doing all of that. So it's really that the relationships that we build and that family atmosphere that we've created, that is really unique about our space. Um, it's something we're extremely proud of. Andy Tridiak, it's been a pleasure. The Chief Marketing Officer for Airshare, a private aviation company that caters to the business and leisure traveler. Thank you so much for joining. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. All right, and that will do it for today's episode, and we will see you next time. I'm Evan Makofsky.